Hey everybody, I'm Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon and this is my mixtape. This is Mixtape, a show where a legendary artist tells us the story of their life through the songs they love. Rewind, a look back at the music that influenced Kevin's career. I wanted to play the drums, but uh, my dad said, you know, if you play the guitar, you can take it with you to parties. And I was like, you know what? Got a point there. He just didn't want the racket of drums in the house, of course. I started taking guitar lessons when I was about 11 years old. I was playing songs like Oh Susanna and Down in the Valley. It was down in the valley, down in the valley so low. There was a, a few songs that came on the radio that I liked. I remember uh, uh, The Rhythm of the Falling Rain came on WLS radio in Chicago. Del Shannon's version of Handyman. When the Beatles came on The Ed Sullivan Show, I felt like a hurricane entered my living room. I saw them and I just felt like that's what I want to do. Because everyone was so obsessed with anything Beatles. I was taking guitar lessons at Rossi Music in Oakland, Illinois, still there by the way. One day, a piece of sheet music came in for a song called Please Please Me. But the record hadn't been released yet in America. So I take the sheet music, and I go back into one of the soundproof rooms in the back of the music store, and I have a little guitar, and the chords are hard. I've never heard the song. And finally, I figured it out, and I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And about two weeks later, the record came on, and it sounded nothing like what I had figured out. And of course, you know, idiot me, I'm like, I kind of like my version better. <laughs> and, you know, of course, that was ridiculous, but it gave me the idea that maybe I could make up my own songs. The Beatles started the British Invasion, and, you know, there were bands like the Kinks that, that came on in those, with those crunchy guitars. The Hollies came over you know, kind of at the tail end of the uh, British invasion, and those vocal sounds were amazing. After a few years, America started kind of catching up, and I heard a record by the Birds called Mr. Tambourine Man. That was another moment that kind of rocked my world. Buffalo Springfield, Stephen Stills and Neil Young, their guitar work and their vocal harmony really influenced me. And they, they rocked a little bit harder, but they also had songs. Oh, hello, Mr. Soul, I dropped by to pick up a reason For the thought that I popped up my head to see you bent to the season When it finally came out, the first Crosby, Stills & Nash record, I went to the record store, immediately bought it, went to my girlfriend's house because her older sister had a cooler stereo, and I put that record on her stereo system and heard Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, and 
I couldn't get past it. Change my life, make it right, be my lady. I just thought that that was the most amazing song I had ever heard. The Who, they were a hard rock band for sure, and they were powerful. I went and saw them at the International Amphitheater in Chicago uh, when I was a freshman in college, and I saw that I was in about the 10th row and I watched them work. My guess is that, that Peter Townsend could sit down with an acoustic guitar and play any song on that record for you. I went and saw them at the International Amphitheater in Chicago. When I heard Won't Get Fooled Again, the lyrics spoke to me because Peter Townsend took this powerhouse rhythm section to propel these, these folk songs into rock epics. And I just learned from all these bands that you didn't have to just play one kind of music, you know, the, that whatever songs Lennon and McCartney wrote, the Beatles could play. And even the songs they covered, you know, they did everything from Long Tall Sally to, to Yesterday. It just made me think that whatever song I write, well, whatever band I'm in, that's gonna be the songs that we're gonna play. Lessons learned from Elton John. I was in college when Madman Across the Water came out. The opening cut, Tiny Dancer, just, you know, it slayed me. Tiny dancer in my hand. There's a line which says, you'll marry a music man. That line was so uh, pivotal to me because in my life, you know, the, you know, the jocks, they got all the girls. And, and for Elton John to say, you'll marry a music man, kind of gave me hope that maybe, you know, I could get a girlfriend, you know? You marry a music man. But then, if you flip over Mad Men Across the Water, the second song on side two is called Holiday Inn. Songs about, you know, uh, riding in a limousine and flying in an airplane and staying in a hotel. It was Elton kind of almost complaining about the, the hardships of being on the road. From a terminal gate to a black limousine. But to me, it was like that was everything I wanted, to be on the road, to be a working musician, traveling around, playing for big crowds, airports and limousines. It was like, yes. Kevin Cronin's mixtape playlist. Rewind, looking back at his biggest influences. From Solomon Burke to the British Invasion and early American rock. Felder. Hey, I'm Rick Springfield. This is Mick Jones. Every Thursday night. <laughs> Crazy. Mix it up with an all-new Access TV original. This is my mixtape. 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 The new series where legendary rock stars, including Don McClay, Ario Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin, and Dave Amato, The Doors' Robbie Krieger, Foreigners' Mick Jones and Kelly Hansen, and more tell the stories of their lives. John Lennon, he said, come up and have a drink with the boys afterwards. Through the songs they love. and make their mixtape playlist. That was like really friggin' cool. Just for you. Really terrific. It was rock and roll, but it bounced. Completely unique. Mixtape, every Thursday night at 8.30, 7.30 Central, only on Access TV. That's AXS TV. Where else? Listen to Mixtape Podcast and Mixtape Playlist on Spotify. 
This is Mixtape with Kevin Cronin of REO Speedwagon. Side A, the rise of Kevin's songwriting career. I had put flyers up around Chicago. Bands could call this number if they were looking for a musician, and I'll be like kind of a matchmaking service for musicians. So after about a month, I had heard every, like, crazy story. You know, every drummer was the new, the next John Bonham, every guitar player was the next Eric Clapton. And then I get, get a phone call from this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm in a band. I'm looking for someone who can sing, play guitar, and write songs. And I'm like, well, what's the name of the band? And he's like, all right, but you got to keep this between you and me, because no one knows that I'm doing this. The name of the band is REO Speedwagon. And I'm like, you know what? I think I've got just the guy for you. Come up to, to this address and I'll introduce you to him tomorrow. So Gary Richrath showed up at my apartment. He's like, well, play me a song that you've written. Played this song for him. It's really my first actual song. And it was inspired by Elton John's Tiny Dancer where he said, you'll marry a music man. This was kind of my uh, three and a half minute autobiography, but I'm not gonna play the whole thing. But. Recently I've been thinking about what I am Where my priorities lie Getting it together on some future plans Deciding what I need to get by Well I tried working and schooling But they're just not my brand can't you see I'll always be a music man? Well, I could be picking bluegrass or singing the blues. Doesn't really matter to me. As long as I'm playing music, I just can't lose. No one's gonna tell me differently. Cause all I really care about is sitting right here in my hands Baby, can't you see I'll always be a music man Well, my mama sits and worries about me for days Even though she really likes the way the boy plays My daddy tells her that I'm going through a phase but that's just what he always says Well, I hear what they're saying But I take it with a grain of sand Hey, now can't you see I'll always be a music man Well, I told you my story now here's what I found To be happy you need only be real So don't let anyone try to turn your head around Just remember you are what you feel You see all of my life People have been trying to tell me who I am But I don't listen Baby can't you see I'll always be a music man Whoa, can't you see I'll always be a music man? Oh, baby, can't you see I'll always be a music man?
I guess I did play the whole thing, didn't I? After I met Gary that day, he suggested that I come out uh, surreptitiously and hear Ario Speedwagon play. And uh, he couldn't put me on the guest list because the band didn't even know that this whole thing was happening, right? So I go in, I'm listening, and these, you know, there's all these amps on stage and it's just this, this onslaught of energy, you know? And I was like, wow, it blew me away. But I thought to myself, this really isn't my kind of music. If I'm gonna be a part of this band, either I'm gonna bring my influence in, they're gonna embrace it, or I'm gonna bring my influence in, they're not gonna like it, or I'm gonna get kicked out. Fortunately, it worked out. <laughs> little by little, I brought in um, my kind of singer-songwriter folk songs and a um, song called Riding the Storm Out. And so that song was, was originally recorded as a studio cut and nothing happened. Then in 77, when we made our live album, You Get What You Play For, we recorded it again. And that version became our first kind of FM radio hit. I've always loved that song. One night in 1980, woke up out of a dead sleep and I wrote uh, the verses for what would become Keep On Loving You. And then I was like burnt, I went back to sleep. Woke up in the morning, got to rehearsal, and I'm playing this piano figure. But I realized that I didn't have a chorus. And there was a song that uh, my first producer, Gary Loizo, he turned me on to a band called Bread. You know, they were a little soft for me, but it, it, I know it influenced me because I, when I started playing this chorus pattern for Keep On Loving You, I went to, I could give everything I own. I'm gonna keep on loving you. It's like, ooh, oops. But that's where it came from. The way our band works is whoever comes in with an idea starts playing it and the band either starts joining in because they feel a vibe for it, or they don't. And I'm playing this piano part and I'm, and I'm feeling so passionate about these lyrics I'd written the night before, and no one in the band is joining in. And, but I'm not giving up, man. I'm playing these, these chords until someone joins me, right? And when I started playing that, that chorus figure, Rich Rath walked up, picked up a Les Paul, and started playing with this dirty, you know, you know, gnarly sound. When I heard that, I like jumped up from the piano. I'm like, dude, that's it. Because this awesome, powerful guitar sound, that's what the song needed. That song was, uh, was kind of the moment that the sound of Ario Speedwagon was kind of solidified. The impact of MTV. For uh, a phenomenon like high infidelity to happen, you gotta have a lot of good fortune. And it just so happened that uh, in 1981, when MTV came out and they, they let our fans in to our lives, even the performance videos, they were, they were more up close and personal. They brought us into everyone's living room. Take it on the run, baby. If that's the way you 
You talk about being in the right place at the right time, and we were just at the top of our game, and MTV took us to another level. Ario Speedwagon at Live Aid. The backstage at Live Aid, I was so, like, excited, proud to be there, humbled to be there, intimidated. Here's, you know, Crosby, Stills & Nash over here, Black Sabbath over there. There's all these amazing artists coming and going, and I was just like, yikes, you know, we're just a little old band from Illinois, you know, what, what are we doing here? But uh, it, was, it was an amazing experience. I mean, at the same time that Live Aid was uh, going on, Can't Fight This Feeling was the number one record in the, kind of in the world. So we, we played our two songs, went, went backstage, went directly to the airport, got on the charter, went to uh, Milwaukee and played an Ario Speedwagon show in Milwaukee that night. So in a 24-hour period, we did two concerts and Live Aid and, uh, you know, and, and lived to tell about it. Fans and songs. The band had a song which we recorded in 1972, and Gary wrote it originally as a uh, kind of an anti-war anthem. It was during the Vietnam War era. So when I sing that song now, I think about the original meaning, but I also think of, I have a little more empathy for the guys who went overseas and, and continue to go overseas, as I say sometimes in concert, to ensure that those of us here tonight have the freedom to come to a rock show and celebrate. Golden country, your face is so red. With all of your money, your poor can be fed. I met a veteran who told me that my song, Keep Pushing, they used to play that in their tanks as they were going into battle in Iraq. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I mean, you write a song to get people dancing, and then you hear that, that uh, you know, people are playing it as they're putting their lives at risk, and you go, wow. Kevin Cronin's mixtape playlist. Side A, the rise of Kevin's songwriting career. REO hits, and they just kept coming. This is Mixtape with Kevin Cronin of Ario Speedwagon. B-Side. A deep dive. Ario guitarist Dave Amato joins Kevin. So let's see, Dave joined the band in 1989. So right. 89. wait a minute, I gotta I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Carry the one. Uh, Dave is still the new guy. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but Dave's been with us since 1989 yep. and uh, 30 years. 30 years. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Long yeah. time. And we, I mean, when you think about it, I think the first song that we played was um, that song that was the only song anyone knew back in the early 70s. That's what I thought he was going to play that. Love 
searching for the snow Thinking about what I've been missing in the city But that was it. That was the one that, uh, you know, it's like, if you're going to be a member of REO Speedwagon, you better be able to rock ride in the storm out. And, That's uh, it. Every time we play it, uh, I think of uh, the late, great Gary Richrath, because uh, the song was written uh, in Colorado after a hike we took up in, the, uh, uh, up in the Rocky Mountain National Park, where we quite literally got caught in a snowstorm. And... Gary wrote the song about the literal idea, but it became, when he and I kind of worked it a little bit further, it, it, it took on a little more of a figurative uh, meaning as well. And uh, um, yeah, I've always, uh, I've always loved that song. Seattle Grunge Scene. In 89, 90, that was right when the Seattle Grunge thing kind of took over. It was all about Nirvana. A cracker. I think I should get off her first. Bands like ours, it was kind of the, the assumption was that we had had our day in the 80s, and now the 80s were over, and so were we. You know, we had gone from playing stadiums to, you know, playing some bars. I kind of um, was inspired by. Ario Speedwagon's whole ethos, which is ride the storm out, keep pushing, roll with the changes. All these songs that that we had written to, you know, be an inspiration to other people. And I thought, you know, I, I'm going to give this all I got. We put our nose to the grindstone and we we worked a lot, we played a lot of gigs. We and, did. And classic rock radio started playing our music. Knock on wood, man, you know? It's our still stock's going. on the rise, what can I tell you? Yeah. We're still here. We play the hits, but we're always kind of tinkering with them a little bit. And uh, there was one song of ours that was a, it was a hit, and it was part of our, you know, core of songs. And years later, it, it kind of came into my head what we, should do to make it better. And and I suggested to Dave that he play a Gibson ES-335. That's right. Fact. And we took this song and turned it from kind of a poppy, kind of synthy thing to kind of more of a bluesier thing that really served the lyric better. How, how, did, how did we, did it still start the same way? But then, but, but the solos were different, right? right? So I just... I just kind of played a blue. Ah, you tell me what you think I'm feeling. You know why I do what I do. Why should you listen to what I'm saying when it's already so clear to you? Tell me about my bad 
intentions You doubt the very things I hold true I can no longer live with your misconceptions Baby, all I can say to you Is that ain't love oh, I believe you got the wrong emotion Baby, that ain't love At least it doesn't feel like love to me As long as I say what you want to hear Do what you want to do Be who you want me to be You think that's love Sometime these feelings won't just disappear. I'm just gonna keep telling you what's on my mind, even if it's not what you wanna hear. Baby, right now your world and mine are such different places. Through years I wander lost and confused, and I feel like I'm speaking in a different language. And my only words I haven't used. Cronin and Dave Amato's mixtape B-side. Kevin and Dave's songs to keep on rolling with some Nirvana in between. Hi, I'm Don Felder. Hey, I'm Rick Springfield. This is Mick Jones. Every Thursday night. <laughs> Crazy. Mix it up with an all-new Access TV original. This is my mixtape. 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 The new series where legendary rock stars, including Don McClay, Ario Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin, and Dave Amato, The Doors' Robbie Krieger, Foreigner's Mick Jones and Kelly Hansen, and more tell the stories of their lives. John Lennon, he said, come up and have a drink with the boys afterwards. Through the songs they love. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. and make their mixtape playlist. That was like really friggin' cool. Just for you. Really terrific. It was rock and roll, but it bounced. Completely unique. Mixtape, every Thursday night at 8.30, 7.30 Central, only on Access TV. That's AXS TV. Where else? Listen to Mixtape Podcast and Mixtape Playlist on Spotify. This is Mixtape with Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon. Fast forward, today and tomorrow, the most recent song that we have uh, added to our set as an audible, we've never recorded the song, but when we play it live, people like it. And it's a really, it's kind of a guitar-oriented song. Uh, Whippin' Boy. Oh yeah, Whip. Right? 
working as a as a solo artist in Chicago I did a, a few gigs with a guy named Jimmy Post and he was in a band called Friend and Lover So Friend and Lover broke up it was just friend lo lo lover split <laughs> and I was opening for Jimmy Post and someone in the crowd requested a song of his and he was standing there and he was like Oh, gee, kind of what we just did, like, oh, yeah, yeah I kind of remember that. That's what I just what, what did. What were the chords for that? And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. You know, at that point, I've written eight songs in my whole life, and I could play any one of them for you any time of day, you know? And I'm like, God, wouldn't that be cool to have so many songs that you actually forgot some of them? So I feel pretty cool right now. <laughs> we, um, nurture young artists. So, so I'm always getting, uh, you know, videos of bands and, and th that are being suggested as openers for us because we want to give young bands a shot. There's a band called Nothing But Thieves and they're, they're an English group and uh, their first album, my son played me on a road trip we did and went and saw them down at the El Rey Theater, took, took the boys down, they blew me away. Tyler Bryant, yeah. for example. They got great songs and four-piece band, and it's amazing. This band that opened for us, a band called Levon. Levon. These three, there's these three young guys, their vocal blend is like phenomenal. Well, we have a great young band open for us. You know, it kind of raises the bar. We gotta go out there and, and you know kick some ass ourselves, you know? We hear a lot, God, you guys look like you're having such a good time up there. And it's like, you can't, you can't fake that. I think that's a big part of why people like to come and see us. It's the, it's the music, it's the songs, but it's like, what's not to be fun We, we do, we'll, we play Can't Fight This Feeling every night and people just go, you know, just to sing along. And I mean, I'm so lucky to be in a band that has all these hits, you know? song we've mentioned a few times. I used to be lonely till I learned about living alone. I found other things to keep my mind on. And I'm getting to know myself a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, I keep pushing on, I keep pushing on, yeah. <laughs> Going through all the changes, I made so many mistakes, yes I did. Trying to leave behind the heartaches. I think I was a little bit crazy Whoa, I keep pushing on 
you've got to be so strong Keep pushing, keep pushing Even if you think your strength is gone Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing on Can you play on a slide? Yes! Kevin Cronin and Dave Amato's mixtape playlist today and tomorrow, and they're still having fun. Hey, everybody! Kevin Cronin here. Dave Amato. We're from Ario Speedwagon, and you, you can, can hear, hear our mixtape on, on Spotify. Spotify. Where else? In this mixtape episode, Dave Amato plays the Gibson Hummingbird Acoustic Electric alongside bandmate Kevin Cronin, who plays the Gibson J45 Cutaway. Some things are here and then gone Before you know Some things disappear Without a chance to grow But my love will not My love is a rock My love is a rock My love is a rock we did that one. Right. That's, yeah, we did it. Oh. Yeah.